Thank you for listening to Tapping Into the Human, a podcast on addiction, recovery, and mental health, brought to you by The Albertus Project. By tapping into the human behind addiction and mental health, we can empower those suffering by creating a culture of empathy and support. Every week, you'll hear powerful stories from people about their journey with recovery and be inspired by individuals and organizations that are leading the charge in decreasing the stigma surrounding mental health and addiction. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Tapping into the Human, where we have Mike Cooper, who is a state outreach director for Smart Recovery. This episode is part of our series, which discusses the differences between the various recovery groups in hopes of equipping you with more information to make the best decision possible for your recovery journey and to help educate your loved ones. Mike, thank you so much for being here. Tell me a little bit about you and what got you started with Smart Recovery. I, I started with Smart Recovery back in 2017. I had been battling alcoholism and clinical depression uh, as my dual diagnosis for my addiction disorder and maladaptive behavior for over 20 years. Uh, I had been all over, you know, uh, career paths, uh, friendships, relationships, all were tarnished or ruined uh, by my, my alcohol addiction at some point in time. I spent time in prison for, um, for, over, uh, for three DUIs at one point, and I was really looking down the barrel of a very dismal life without finding recovery. And for a long time, it was about not being ready. Um, A lot of the times I was in, I was in denial, learning about the stages of change. Now through smart recovery, I understand, you know, more of the, uh, the, the complexities about being in those different stages of understanding your addiction and, you know, being in the pre-contemplative stage of really just denying that this is not something I can control. I can handle it. I can make, I can be quote unquote normal. Um, caused me to lose a lot of years. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it affected my military career, it affected my professional career and relationships afterwards. Uh, And it wasn't until my late 30s that uh, I finally did say, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot do this on my own. I need to find a different way um, to to heal. And I need to start treating this seriously because I don't want to live the rest of my life like this. So I reached out to the veteran uh, crisis line when I was living in Connecticut. They got me um, to the West Haven VA where I, I joined a, a recovery program. And that's where I found SMART. And it was from the first meeting um, of finding this program that I knew that this was the program that was going to change my life because it, it the first meeting answered so many questions that I had been asking for so long. Um, and, and a lot of it was, I am a very tangible person. I'm somebody that likes direct answers when I ask direct questions. Me too. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? So, well, yeah. you know, one of the problems I had, uh, especially uh, having fallen into such a dark place of depression and hopelessness, um, being asked to take things on faith and hope without any type of, of evidence was very difficult for me to do. And I'm also not someone who's easily... Uh, who easily gives away my authority to to treat my issues. I want to have the ability to be able to heal myself, to know what needs to be done. Exactly. And I mean, so SMART Recovery gave me that opportunity. I mean, SMART stands for self-management and recovery training. The self-management aspect of that is that understanding that we can take control of our addiction disorders and our lives and get the life back that we so desire. And the training aspect of it is exactly that, like anything else in in life. Uh, it's not just about the addiction. It's about living these rules in, uh, in accordance with the lifestyle that we want to live in sobriety and in recovery. And it's it's working these tools and these skills that you learn from smart recovery over and over and over again, practicing them, learning from our mistakes, not you know beating ourselves up for being imperfect, but learning to accept ourselves for who we are and what we want to be moving forward. And I was able to gain these skills from the smart recovery program. And that's what brought me here today. So I became a volunteer uh, after I completed the uh, 
rehabilitation program with the VA. I started a meeting in North Jersey where I was um, asked after the, our first conference in 2018 if I would be interested in coming to Ohio to be the regional coordinator, which I wow. graciously accepted, yeah. and then um, was then asked uh, by our executive director to become the first uh, outreach director for the organization, and that's where I sit today. That's um, so exciting. Good for you. Yeah, no, I'm, that's, very, that's... I'm very blessed to be here, and it's it's been a it's been a it's been a tremendous journey, and I I completely completely credit the program for for helping me change my life. I really do. No, that that's so good. And so if someone was to say, you know, hey, Michael, explain to me what are the biggest differences between, you know, a 12 step program and smart recovery? It sounds like one would be self-reliance, possibly religion. What what would something else be that would be a differentiator? So the biggest the biggest differentiator, in my opinion, uh, about 12 step and smart recovery is that smart recovery really focuses on your internal values and your internal uh hierarchy of values and plans that you wish to achieve in your recovery. Rather than the participant having to change for the program, the program has the ability to adapt to the participant. We understand mm -hmm. that disorder is not a cookie cutter uh, problem. We understand it is a medical disorder. It is. It should be treated as a medical disorder, not as something as a socialistic problem yep. um, that can be caused from, you know, from trauma, from hereditary, from genetic issues, which these things can be factors, but it has been shown with treatment, this is a manageable disorder. Um, just like many mental health disorders, um, it can be managed. But like many men mental health disorders, uh, addiction may show commonalities from person to person, but how they reach their individual goals will depend on the person themselves. People have right. different values, different backgrounds, different things that they find important. That will help guide them towards that recovery plan that they want. Asking someone who does not have a background in faith to be trusting in a in a higher power can be very difficult. Uh, I am somebody that was raised with faith. I was raised in, in the church. My parents were Catholic and Lutheran, um, but I don't use faith as a part of my recovery. It is a part of my lifestyle now, right. but not part of my actual recovery. And what I love the most about smart recovery, and one of the biggest differentiators, is that it presents those options to you. You have the ability to tailor make your recovery program to what is important to you. And that's one of the first things that we ask new participants. We have three main questions that we ask anyone who comes into a smart recovery meeting. And that is, what do you want from your future? And what is, and what are you doing to get there? And how do you feel about it? And that third question is very mm. important because many people are partaking in different recovery programs. But like you mentioned, Alex, someone who may be in a program that they don't really adhere to may only be going through the motions because they've been told that's all there is, right. but they might not believe it. They may not feel it. And when you're not internally motivated, there is a very low success rate of sustainable change. And that's what we're about. Smart recovery is about sustainable change through self-management. And the other major aspect is empowering the individual to once again believe in themselves, to know that they can make right decisions. They can dispute the irrational beliefs and the mindsets that have led them towards the darkness of their addictions and come out the other side responsible, in control, and confident that they can conquer this. And it is something that is done every day. And I'm living proof of that. So I would say those two major factors are the are the two big direct differentiators about smart recovery that we can do. Now, let it be known that we are in absolutely no way in competition with any recovery program. As a matter of fact, because smart recovery embraces options, we are completely symbiotic to whatever program other people might already be Love using. It. It's yeah. meant to emphasize and grow that individual to a stronger level of recovery. We we love to say that we are stronger together. 31 in our last poll that we took in 2017, 31% of our participants around the world, which over number over 2 million uh, participants worldwide, um, 
practice a different form of recovery, including 12-step. And they found that our tools that are based on cognitive behavioral therapy and rationally motive behavioral therapy actually work and help them to achieve their step process, which they're working with their sponsors and their groups. So it can be worked in tandem. One of my associates had a great uh, analogy and said, uh, if AA and NA and 12-step is considered the we of recovery, smart recovery is considered the I. And meaning that, you know, it gives you the opportunity to focus on your internal issues and still have that social connection that you grant from 12 steps. So Love it's, it. it's a really great thing. Yeah. Complimentary. And and what's cool too, and I was chatting about it with Life Ring, um, but for anyone who's questioning, you know, hey, I haven't heard of Smart Recovery or I haven't heard of another group and I've only heard a 12 step, there has been a study done to conclude that all recovery groups and smart recovery was a part of that are equal in effectiveness. It's about the camaraderie. It's about you working on you being a part of a group. So no, I think that that's really fantastic. Absolutely. The other thing that I was, when I was doing my research, trying to learn more about smart recovery, um, I know for like 12 step programs too, there's an encouragement. You're sort of like a member for life. You're part of the community. And right. something that I found really interesting was that it says like it, you know, for smart recovery, they encourage you for months or years, but it's not necessarily a lifelong commitment. Right. Can you sort of talk about that why is the mind frame i shouldn't be going there for the rest of my life right well the what what that about what excuse me what's that what that's about is smart recovery helps the individual to achieve uh balance through our point system so rather than a linear step program that you see in 12 step we have a guide system that we use through four points the first point is building and maintaining motivation the second point is coping with urges and triggers the third point is managing thoughts feelings and behavior and the fourth point is living a balanced lifestyle what we believe in smart recovery is this once you incorporate these points and the tools and techniques that you learn from our program into your everyday routine recovery becomes a part of who you are it's no longer a program it's who you are for instance i i now live these steps i live these tools i live these skills not just in my recovery needs but in life in general disputing irrational beliefs understanding um you know my hierarchy of values and learning how to deal with other people on their levels and accepting them from where they come from regardless if i believe believe in their beliefs, you know, agree with their beliefs or not, have helped me become a more balanced human being. And once you achieve that, it's no longer necessary to attend meetings every single day because this life, this lifestyle and these two are living it. You become a part of it. Exactly. Yeah. So it is not necessary. It's definitely encouraged. I mean, obviously, I know people that have been involved with the program for 20 years, but, you know, it's not necessary. If you do put a commitment to this program, you can live this program every day without having to attend meetings on a regular basis and still be able to get a benefit from these tools and techniques on a regular basis. Fantastic. No, I, I think that that's great and a good understanding. Yeah. Um, my other question would be, I know there are some uh, that are supportive of it, some programs that are not. What is Smart Recovery's opinion on the effectiveness and, and use of medication-assisted treatment? I know for the Albertus Project, um, that's something we heavily believe in. It's been proven right. to be very effective. Um, right. Unfortunately, I know some in other groups have been sort of shamed or not encouraged to do that. What is Smart Recovery's take on that? So in Smart Recovery, we are very, very, very aware of stigma and the use of wordage when we describe our, our individuality and those that are in recovery. For instance, uh, we do not, we discourage the use of labels like addict, drunk, uh, yep. you know, alky, things of those natures, things that can be used as a derogatory description and very box setting for individuals yeah. when you when you describe someone like that. Now, I understand for some individuals using those terms helps them focus and keeps them in mind of what they're dealing with. And that's perfectly fine. Remember that smart recovery is about options. What works for you? We are an evidence based 
program, meaning that it's what works is what we incorporate in, in, in everyone's individual recovery. Some people adhere to medical assisted treatment, which it helps them to begin to find that normalcy that they're seeking so so badly. Others don't. And we understand that. And that's fine. Smart recovery supports MAT as long as it is is sanctioned and monitored by right. medical professionals, obviously, and not done on your own self-interest. But, you know, you are doing it through the help of professionals and it's part of your program. We are in complete um, uh, support of that. But one of the main things about smart recovery is we are stigma free. We do not exclude anyone. We don't have closed groups segregated by the type of disorder you are suffering. An cool. open discussion group is just that. It's a discussion group to discuss your addiction disorders or maladaptive behavior. Because with smart recovery, it really doesn't matter what the actual substances that may be the problematic behavior. It's the why it's there in the first place that we like to focus on. And we try to fix it from its source. So this way you would no longer have to feel dependent upon that um, substance or dis, uh, dis, um, drug of choice or substance or maladaptive behavior to find balance. You find it on your own and learn to achieve it without that harmful behavior or harmful substances. So that's something that we're very, very prominent on and not using those labels and stigmas to ostracize anyone who is looking for recovery. We are Fantastic. Open I, I think that that's is so important because unfortunately something that I've seen is, you know, obviously there's stigma in, in right. society. People just don't understand. But I was very surprised as I've been learning over the past year um, that even within the community, everyone has different opinions and there's not always support for your own recovery path. So I love the fact that smart recovery is about what works best for you and right. not using terms that might be um, heavily stigmatized and not defining who you are. It's just sort of a part of your life and something that can be managed. So I think that that's great. Um, and you were just talking about meetings. Can you explain to the audience a little bit about like a typical format of a smart recovery meeting? Sure. And a standard smart recovery meeting consists of our uh, our check-ins, agenda settings, and tool discussions. Uh, so what we basically do, we, we focus on the participants with check-in. And what that usually means is that we incorporate what is going on in that person's recovery progress. Smart recovery is all uh, is focused on the present. We don't use drunk logs, war stories, or very elongated stories about our, our use of, of harmful substances or maladaptive behavior from the past, unless it directly correlates with our recovery present or future. Why? Because we know from one thing, for many people, it's very, it's very degrading too. It can be very triggering in a meeting to listen to someone drone on and on about their past drug use. So many times we, we focus on check-ins on what is going on currently with the person's recovery. And another model that that's really, really um, uh, different about smart recovery is that we encourage our participants to crosstalk those subjects. So you're able to engage each other on everyone's subjectalities of what's going on in their recovery and share your experiences by using I statements and taking accountability for what is going on in your life that you can relate to the other person's journey that may be advantageous for them to learn, whether it was a positive or negative experience. From there, we learn, we build a consensus of what is most important for each individual to work on. And then we focus on the tools that can help with those issues in our discussion and our agenda portion of the, of the tool, um, excuse me, of the, of the meeting. Uh, some meetings, are designed specifically around certain tools. We call those tool time meetings where we will pick a certain tool or tools and spend the meeting talking specifically about those tools, what they are, how they're used, where they're incorporated in your recovery, and how they are or are not effective in your personal journey. Um, we have other types of um, methodologies as well. Also the family and friends program, which we have meetings that focus on the concerned loved one of the person suffering from the disorder. So these individuals can learn to focus on their self-care and not 
give in to enabling, nagging, pleading, or, or ultimatums or other harmful methods of communication. We help family members and friends learn to communicate properly through using I statements and focusing on their needs and learning to rebuild that consistency between the person suffering from the disorder and them by creating healthy and transparent boundaries where everyone is in a consensus of the best interests of all that are involved. So there are many different varieties of the meetings uh, that we are able to hold with Smart Recovery, which is part of an advantage of our program, because it really, not everyone has the same needs. So mm. we try to, we try to create meetings that cater around the specific needs without ostracizing anyone at the same time. So it's really a unique program in that aspect of it. Yeah. And that's great. So I assume obviously with COVID, a lot of your meetings are online. Right. Um, my other question would be, I know for some recovery programs, there are separate uh, family and friends meetings, sort of like mm -hmm. you were just talking about, and then some meetings you can attend. So how does it exactly work in smart recovery? Are you allowed to attend all meetings? Is there certain meetings that are open or there are separate smart recovery meetings for the family and friends? So we do have separate family and friends meetings that are just for the family and friends. So that okay. we want to create a, a comfortable, um, environment where family members, loved ones can speak about their, their, the issues that are going on in their lives. What's different about our family and friends meeting is that we focus on them specifically. Are mm. they getting, are they taking care of themselves? Are their needs being met? Are their goals and aspirations being put on hold for what's going on? How can we change that by making the focus, turning the focus back onto you so you can take care of yourself as a family member or loved one. And at the same time, show the individual that this is the lifestyle I want to live. And I want you to be a part of that, but not push the individual away by ostracizing them by pointing fingers and blaming so we we like to use what's the oxygen mask theory in this sense when we talk about family and friends and right. you're on an airplane obviously you're aware of that they tell you to put the oxygen mask on, on your oxygen mask on yourself first before your child reason being if you pass out who's going to save your child in an emergency right. so you have to take care of yourself to be able to help others uh in emergency in times of need the same thing applies with recovery so that's what we help to try to teach the family and friends members we also have uh, specific meetings for men's only women's only uh veterans and first responders i'm proud to lead one of the veterans and first responders meetings that we hold nationally online uh which is which is great uh, we have women's we have women's only meetings we have lgbtqia friendly meetings we have youth and uh young person's meeting. So not only do we work on addiction prevention, but we also work on awareness. We work on reduction. So to help individuals that may be of a younger generation to recognize the dangers that may lead them to uh, addictive behaviors. So that's, you know, there's a lot of different varieties. Of yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. There's something, something for everyone. So exactly. it's on mm -hmm. all areas that that's perfect. And Another thing that I, I liked and I found interesting while I was learning more and researching about smart recovery is you guys don't necessarily have sponsors and correct me if I'm wrong, but the people who run the meetings aren't necessarily in recovery themselves. They don't have to be. That's not like a requirement. Is that a fair assessment? Correct. Our facilitators are trained individuals that take a 20 plus hour course online to become able to facilitate meetings. Our facilitators are guides. Uh, as I mentioned before, this is a, is a journey of self recovery. So what the facilitators are meant to do, we don't, as a facilitator, my job is not to tell you what to do in your recovery. It's to help you understand what is best for you by working out your problematic behavior and what's holding you back from your goals. And then to guide you through which tools may be most advantageous by using motivational interviewing techniques, such as open-ended questions, affirmations, and listening and exchanges and summary statements to be able to answer you know, the needs that you're coming in with, with, the own, with your own knowledge. It's a very, very unique system. Uh, many of our facilitators are in recovery, but as you mentioned, it is not a requirement. Uh, for recovery, we do, if you are in recovery, we do ask that you have at least six months of sustainable recovery. And believe it or not, 
that's not because of experience. It's to make sure that you're comfortable enough in mm. your recovery that you're not endangering yourself by taking right. on too much too fast. So that's why we ask for that time frame to make sure that you have a steady maintenance phase of what you're going through in your recovery so that taking on the responsibility of helping others may not endanger your journey of recovery. But you by absolutely have no, there is no requirement to be in recovery at all. If you are interested in helping out in the recovery community, you can do so by becoming a facilitator. Awesome. Okay, no, that that's cool. And the other thing I wanted to talk about was, I know there are, I've been getting a lot of questions for the Albertus project of like, hey, I'm in blah, 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 there isn't a, a meeting where I am, I'm in a rural area, yeah. I would like to start my own. How would you go about starting your own smart recovery meeting? Is that like allowed? Do you have to join one online? How would you go about doing that? It's actually encouraged. And what um, what most people don't know is that SMART has been around since 1994. We're the second largest recovery organization in the world next to 12-step. Uh, but we're relatively unknown because we did not start as a face-to-face -face entity. We yeah. were started on the online platform when the internet was brand new. So we've only really started moving into the face-to-face -face theater uh, in the last decade or so. So we're starting to get out there face-to-face. -face, but the good news is that we've had the modality of, of our online community in place for over 20 years, uh, which was advantageous, as you know, when COVID hit. Yeah. Uh, many of the, the facilities for face-to-face -face were shut down for health precautions. Smart Recovery was able to move uh, over 600 of their meetings within the first 90 days of the lockdown over two years ago onto an online platform. So our participants did not have to lose that resource. So if you are interested in finding a Smart Recovery meeting, that's what we're designed to do, regardless of where you are or what's in your immediate area. As long as you have internet connection, a laptop, smartphone, or iPad, you're able to find a meeting and you're able to find what's necessary for training. By going to our home web, web page, you can find all the information about our training aspects and what's available. We have regional coordinators and volunteers for every single state here in the country that can help you by going to information at smartrecovery.org and saying that you're interested in becoming a facilitator and starting a meeting. We have our, our trained volunteers, uh, which is the bulk of our organization. We are a nonprofit 501c3 with very few employees. The majority of those who help this um, this cause are volunteers, over 4,000 nationwide, wow. and we're in 26 countries around the world. So they will be able to help others to grow that. So all you need to do is reach out online at smartrecovery.org and find out what you need to and reach out to one of us, even myself included, and I can help you get there. Perfect. Okay. And my last question for you, Michael, is um, first of all, I really appreciate being able to talk to you and learn oh, more about pleasure. SMART. It's been really great. Oh, what is pleasure. sort of your last piece of advice for someone who is struggling, who wants to get better, who sort of is potentially ready to take the next step in their recovery journey? What would you recommend to them? Absolutely. Well, my, I would say from my own experience that remember that you matter. You are important and, and there are people out there that are willing to work with you on your terms. So it even if it's frustrating, even if you have been defeated before, you do not have to give up. This fight is yours to win. And smart recovery is just one of the many ways that you can achieve that. So I would encourage people to not let the addiction win. You can defeat it. You can keep fighting. And Smart Recovery is there to help out, to help you make those steps to what is best for your future and how to get there on your terms and create that self-empowering feeling of understanding that we can accept who we are in recovery and move forward to the lifestyle balance that we've always wanted. So keep fighting. Keep looking. We are out there and find us and we will be willing to help anyone who would like to change their lives through addiction. Perfect. Michael, you've been a pleasure. Thank you so much for all the time. My sincere pleasure, Alex. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. By tapping into the human behind addiction and mental health, we can empower those suffering by creating a culture of empathy and support. 
You can find more episodes of Tapping Into the Human and resources about addiction and mental health by following The Albertus Project on social media, at Albertus Project and at www.albertusproject.org. Thank you.